0: They're the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Well, happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. And to those of you who have been waiting since yesterday for this podcast, that uh, you won't be disappointed. You no, know, I wish I could have done it yesterday, but unfortunately, sometimes business and life gets in the way of these podcasts i i was in new york city for most of the day i had meetings and i couldn't i didn't get home until late in the evening and so at that point it was late to really record a podcast you know one of the things i did while i was in the city yesterday is i did stop by the fox business studios uh in uh, midtown and i did an interview with liz clayman where i did have a chance to respond to the Fed's decision not to raise interest rates, which certainly didn't surprise many people. Uh, But what did surprise a lot of people was the fact that the Fed indicated, I guess based on their dot plots, which is where the Fed governors believe interest rates will be at a later point in time. And based on these new dots, the consensus is that the Fed now sees two rate hikes coming in 2016. Now, if you recall, at the end of last year or even early this year, the Fed was still saying that they believed that there would be four rate hikes in 2016. And if you remember, what I said from the very beginning was no chance. As soon as everybody started talking about four rate hikes based on what they were reading into these dots, I said Not a chance. No way we're going to have four rate hikes. I didn't even think we'd have one. In fact, I still thought it was more likely that we'd get a rate cut rather than four rate hikes. Well, now it's two down and theoretically two to go because now the Fed is only pretending that they're going to raise rates twice this year instead of pretending that they're going to raise rates four times. Now, what's really interesting, though, is how the Fed is starting to lose credibility that it never should have had. Steve Leesman, who, you know, I, I make fun of him sometimes on, on this show, and apparently he's taken it personally, and I, you know, I feel badly for that because, I you know, I make fun of a lot of people, uh, but I've always said I think uh, Leesman is a nice guy, although I disagree with his economic analysis, but he asked a good question of Janet Yellen. He basically said, hey, wait a minute, what about your credibility here? Because you were saying that you were going to raise rates four times, and Now you're only saying twice. And by the way, you said that you were data dependent. You're looking at unemployment. Unemployment is down. It's 4.9%. We're creating all these jobs. And you said you're looking at inflation. Well, the core CPI, we got that information earlier this week. Core CPI is up 2.3% year over year. Uh, That's the fastest in many years. It's certainly above the 2% target. So we've got higher than 2% core CPI, check. We've got unemployment below a 5% check. We're creating 200,000 plus jobs a year, forgetting about the fact that they're low paying and part time because the Fed doesn't seem to care about that anymore. So you got check, check, check. Why is the Fed not raising rates? And so Leisman said, well, I mean, if you're not going to raise rates now, under what circumstances will you raise rates? Now, of course, Janet Yellen didn't really answer the question, but I almost thought that she, she was thinking maybe, Leisman. I mean, are you an idiot? I mean, are you, you know, don't you understand? We we never intended to raise rates. I mean, obviously, maybe she's thinking that, but she can't say that. Because look, I pointed this out from the beginning. The Federal Reserve never said that they were going to raise rates four times. They never did. All they said is that based on what we think is going to happen in the economy, based on our economic forecasts, this is what we think is going to happen. But if we're wrong, it's not going to happen, right? Because the Fed said, we believe the economy is going to be very strong in 2016. And because we think it's going to be strong, then we think we're going to be raising interest rates four times. But if we're wrong, if it's not as strong as we thought, then we have no idea what we're going to do. That's what they said all along. But nobody wanted to acknowledge that. I pointed it out. It was clear as a bell to me that that's what the Fed was saying. But now when Janet Yellen came out and told Steve Leisman, she said, look, these dots don't mean anything. This is just a guess. This is just what we're thinking at a moment in time. But it's not a promise. It's not a commitment, which is what I said from the beginning. But for some reason, everybody just assumed that just because the Fed believes the economy is going to get better, that it would get better. In fact, if anything, since the Fed's track record is so horrific, if the Fed thinks the economy is going to get better, it's probably going to get worse. And so they're not going to be raising interest rates the way they're pretending. You know, one of the reasons that the Fed is pretending that the economy is good is because that's the official line of the Obama administration. The economy is good. And if you say it's not good, you're peddling fiction. Well, you know, the Fed doesn't want to peddle fiction. So they have to peddle fiction, right? They have to pretend that the economy is good because that is what Obama is pretending. So what she probably wanted to say to Steve Leisman is, look, Steve, we're not raising rates because the economy is lousy. But they won't say that. They keep talking about how the economy is good, yet then they don't raise rates. The fact that they're not raising rates is the proof that they know the economy is lousy, but they don't want to say it. So basically what Janet Yellen is telling to Steve Leisman and anybody else is read between the lines, right? We're not raising rates. That must mean we know the economy is bad. But we can't say that because Obama will be really, really upset or it will hurt the Hillary Clinton campaign. So we can't come out and say that the economy is weak. So we keep coming out with these dot plots where where, where we're saying that we think rates are going to go up in the future, but they're not going to go up in the future. Because we know the economy is not strong. If it were strong, we would be raising rates right now. When I'm listening to all the coverage of the fact that the Fed didn't raise rates, the reports were like, you know, Janet Yellen chickens out. You know, Janet Yellen gets cold feet, right, and doesn't raise rates. But that's not the point. It's not like she got cold feet. Her feet were always cold. They were never warm. The Fed never really intended to raise rates. It's not like all of a sudden they, you know, they got afraid and and they didn't do what they were planning on doing. If they were planning on doing it, they would have done it instead of planned on doing it. This has all been part of the charade. It's the extend and pretend, and they're still doing it. And you know, guys like Steve Leisman and the rest of the crowd at the press conference, they still don't get it. In fact, when I was on the Fox Business, and you can you can see that interview, it's already up on my YouTube channel. But I was debating this guy, and I've debated this guy once before uh, with uh, with Liz. So I, I guess she likes this guy because she she has him on with me. But um, he said that the Fed's going to raise rates two or three times, you know, this year. And I said, look, well, if the Fed was going to raise rates, they should have just raised them. Yesterday, and he said, well, they couldn't raise rates because the market wasn't prepared for it. So well, the, market, the market doesn't have to be prepared for it. They're not supposed to be market dependent. They're supposed to be data dependent. So if the market's not prepared, then the Fed's not going to raise rates. Well, the market may never be prepared for a rate hike. I mean, look at what happened the last time the Fed raised rates. We got off to the worst start in the history of the market, history of the stock market. The only reason the stock market stopped falling is because the Fed started backtracking. And yes, when the market started falling, it's when everybody thought the Fed was going to raise rates four times this year. And now they think maybe twice. But I think smarter people realize they're not going to raise rates at all. How could they? How could they risk another rate hike given what happened the last time they raised rates? But, you know, most people are just looking at the Fed as if these guys actually know what they're talking about and, and that they're honest. Because if the Fed were honest, they would acknowledge how weak the economy is. But they can't do that for political reasons. So all they can do is not raise rates. But they have to keep pretending that they will raise rates so they can keep pretending that the economy is strong. But then when they don't do it, that shows you what they really think. But, you know, what's even more ridiculous about the Fed ignoring all this bad economic news, and I'm going to get to more of the bad economic news that the Fed ignored that came out since my last podcast, you know, earlier this week. But what's more ridiculous than the Fed ignoring the bad news is individuals is supposedly smart people who are managing hedge funds or mutual funds or run these big banks or economists, people in the private sector. Why are they ignoring all of the bad economic news? Because they're just looking at the Fed, right? It's like you know, again, the story about the emperor's no clothes. Nobody wants to admit it, and there until this one little boy will admit that the emperor is naked, you have all these people in the private sector, they can be staring at the naked emperor, and nobody wants to say anything as long as Janet Yellen is talking about how great he looks and how beautiful his clothes are. And everybody is looking at somebody who's naked and ignoring all that, because why is the private sector, they don't have a political agenda, why are they ignoring overwhelming evidence of recession to pretend that we're still in in an expansion? Because the Fed is pretending it too. And so instead of believing their own eyes, they believe the Fed. And they ignore all the data that the Fed is ignoring. But even if we ever had a real recovery, it's over. I mean, come on. How much more evidence do people need that the recovery is over than the data that's been coming out? But if you look at what's happening in the markets, the markets are figuring it out, right? It is a slow process, but it is gaining traction. Look at the dollar index. It got clobbered yesterday. In fact, the dollar index was trading above 97 uh, before the Fed announcement came out. It's now trading below 95, 94.80. We've got support at about 93.80. It's about a, a full point lower. That was the double bottom really from October and May of last year. But I think once we take out that level, and we could take it out very quickly, it's gonna be a precipitous drop down from there because this whole dollar trade is gonna unravel fast because everybody is on the wrong side of it. Meanwhile, the price of gold was up 30 bucks yesterday, not a new high. Right? We're not back above 1280. Uh, it's up again today a few bucks. But gold stocks, another story. Gold stocks grew up. I think the GDX index was up about 7% yesterday. Gold right now is trading about 1265. So it's still about 15, 20 bucks off of the highs. But these gold stocks made new highs for the year. And what's even better than the gold stocks are the silver stocks. In fact, silver has now, after having lagged, and this is something I've been saying for a while, and I know I've seen a lot of people out there saying, you know, buy gold and short silver, and I thought that was a foolish trade. Well, silver now is making new highs for the year. Uh, It's now leading gold, and the silver stocks, these stocks are really on fire. So the gold and silver sector is showing you that people are figuring this out. Money is figuring this out. Money is now starting to move in a bigger way out of the dollar, and the dollar is down across the board, right? When I'm talking about the dollar index, right, you're talking about mainly the euro, uh, a little bit, the yen, the pound. But the dollar is getting creamed all over the world, South America, Southeast Asia, and the momentum in this trade is going to build. It's going to get bigger. It's going to get bigger and bigger. And, of course, ultimately what that is going to do is that's going to push upward pressure on commodity prices, Oil price is now back above $40 a barrel. That's going to keep going up all commodity prices, which means all this deflation nonsense all around the world, that's going to go away. And there's going to be upward pressure on interest rates around the world. But here in America, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about the upward pressure because we can't afford the higher interest rates. Remember when the uh, ruble uh, was under attack last year and Putin they had to raise interest rates up to 17%. To stop the collapse of the ruble. Obviously, we can't do that in America. How do we stop the collapse of the dollar? Exchange controls? Right? Are we gonna are we gonna try to prevent people from selling dollars? I mean, who knows what draconian things we might do because we can't raise interest rates. The Russians raised interest rates to 17%, and the Russian government didn't default on any of its debt. If we raise interest rates to 17%, hell, if we raise interest rates to 7%, we'd have to default on all of our debt, right? So we're in much worse shape. We cannot survive a run on the dollar. But a run on the dollar is exactly what's coming because everybody is going to stampede out of this trade when they realize how wrong they were. Remember, the dollar rally is predicated on uh, interest rates rising in a strong economy. When people realize we're back in recession and that interest rates are not rising, in fact, they're actually going down, right? It's not a buy the rumor, sell the fact. It's a buy the rumor and then get the hell out because the rumor was false. There is no fact, right? Because rates are not going up. You know, one of the other things that Janet Yellen said that really strikes me is she talked about the confidence she sees in the American consumer, right? That's one of the reasons that she's so optimistic on the economy is because consumers are so confident. Now, I don't know where she's getting this information about consumer confidence. And I'm going to get to some retail sales numbers in a little bit later. But look, the best poll of consumer confidence are the exit polls during the primaries. And if you look at those exit polls, the number one issue on the mind of voters, and these voters are also consumers, right? Everybody's a consumer, including the people who are voting, right? So the voters, the number one issue on their mind is the economy, Now, the economy is only the number one issue when it's bad, right? If the economy is good, it's not an issue. Then voters will think about things like the environment or education, right? Things like that. But if the economy is lousy, then that's all they care about. Remember, it's the economy stupid. Well, it's still the economy stupid. And what all these voters are telling us is that the economy is awful. That is why they're voting for Donald Trump. That is why they're voting for Bernie Sanders, because these are the two candidates that are addressing how bad the economy is. Hillary Clinton doesn't want to talk about how bad it is because she wants four more years. She wants to toe Obama's line about how good things are. Now, some of the other Republicans, too, talk about the economy being bad, but they don't have the kind of solutions that at least people think might work, whether they're wrong or not. And and Trump does a much better job of the other candidates of addressing the big problem, right? Make America great again means America is not great now, which is true. And the voters who are voting for Trump know that it's not true. But my point is, if these voters who are also consumers have no confidence in the economy, which is why they're voting for Trump or why they're voting for Sanders, then why does Janet Yellen think they're so confident? Based on what? Based on nothing, This is all part of open mouth operations. The one thing the Fed's got is talk, right? It's just like propaganda. They're going to talk about how great they think the economy is because they hope that by talking about how good the economy is, it'll be good because what scares them to death is to admit how bad it is because they know, right, like Jack Nicholson, that we can't handle the truth. So they spoon feed us lies, right? They peddle fiction because they hope that in doing that, uh, they will avert the the collapse they're seeing. Just like Ben Bernanke, I mentioned this on that radio interview that he did when he was asked about, you know, his ridiculous calls about how great things were in 05 and 06. And when he was asked, you know, how do you feel when you look at these clips? His answer was, well, to be honest, you know, I was uh, speaking as a member of the administration, which he was not but he's admitting that, well, I can't exactly tell the truth. I can't exactly say the sky is falling, even if it is. He doesn't want to say it. He doesn't want to precipitate an even bigger crisis by admitting how bad it is. So he lies. And that's what Janet Yellen is doing. And that's what Steve Leesman should figure out. They are lying. Yes, that's it. Why didn't Janet Yellen, when everybody is talking about how the Fed's going to raise rates four times in 2016, the Fed doesn't go out of its way to correct that false impression because they like the false impression. That's the whole idea. But they don't want to have to commit to it because they can't do it. And again, I don't even think they wanted to raise interest rates that first time. They really didn't want to do that. That's why they waited until December. But based on the press and based on things that they were hearing, they had to do it. They had to do something just to show that they could. And, and I said, OK, it'll be one and done. And even though they're still pretending there's going to be two more rate hikes, why? I mean, if they didn't raise interest rates yesterday, why are they going to raise them in June? A, the economy is going to be much weaker by then. We're going to get all the weak data from the first quarter uh, at GDP numbers. We're going to have more weak data, and we're going to be even closer to the election. So what's the point? I mean, what's going to change? And of course, looking at the jobless numbers, eventually they're going to turn. The unemployment rate is going to start to move up. And so if unemployment goes up to 5.1 or 5.2, well, then clearly they're not going to raise rates if they didn't do it when it was 4.9. And inflation, doesn't matter how high that number gets. There's no way the Fed is going to raise rates. And in fact, I was reading these articles about inflation. And so I might as well get to that now, because we got these numbers on consumer prices earlier in the morning on Wednesday. and. Consumer prices, and initially the dollar rallied on this because people were actually dumb enough to think that, oh, rising inflation means the Fed's going to raise rates. No, it doesn't. But anyway, the uh, core CPI was supposed to go up 0.2, right? That's CPI, less food and energy. It was supposed to go up by 0.2, but instead it rose by 0.3. And the year-over-year change was 2.3. Now, the Fed is saying that, well, we're looking at core consumer prices and we're targeting 2%. Well, 23 is more than 10% higher than, than 2%. So they've achieved their inflation target. They should be saying, hey, victory, everything is great. And in fact, the articles that I read about this higher inflation were all about how this is a positive thing, that this shows that the economy is strong, as if a strong economy means that you get a rise in core CPI. No, it doesn't. If anything, rising core consumer prices are going to hurt the economy because now consumers have to spend more money on their rent. And yeah, that probably helps the landlord. He collects more rent, but you got a lot more people paying rent than collecting it. And if you're looking for consumer spending, it's all those renters that you'd think are going to go shopping, but they're not going to do that if they got to spend their money on higher rent. And of course, maybe the landlord doesn't even get to keep all that rent. Maybe he's spending some of it on higher insurance or higher utilities or higher taxes or whatever it is. But if prices are going up, that means consumers are going to be that much more stretched because they have to spend more money on rent, more money on health care, more money on insurance, uh, more money on utilities, more money on food. And so they have less money to spend other places. And we're seeing that in the, the retail sales numbers. So higher uh, in inflation numbers, this is negative for the economy. It's not positive. And in fact, because higher inflation will hurt the economy, the Fed is likely to cut rates, not raise them, to offset the drag, right? And then it becomes a self-perpetuating spiral because the Fed cuts rates because inflation is high and it's going to hurt the economy, and then inflation gets higher. And so now the Fed is even more worried and has to has to cut rates again. You see, it just keeps going on and on and on. But after this data came out, the markets actually, you know, gold sold off a bit, the dollar rallied, aha, you see? The Fed is getting these high prices, but it doesn't matter. I don't care if the core CPI is 3% or 4%. The Fed ain't budging, especially if we're officially back in recession by the time that happens. And if unemployment is rising and the Fed has to pick the poison, right, do we want to fight inflation or unemployment? They will choose unemployment every time. In fact, they will create inflation deliberately because they believe that that will create employment. But even as the unemployment rate rises... As a result of more inflation, the Fed will never question the wisdom of that Phillips curve. They'll just continue to say, well, we need even more of it. We need more inflation, and then we'll get jobs. They will never acknowledge that what they believe is wrong. But let me go back earlier in the week and look at some of the other economic data that everybody ignored uh, but shouldn't have. First, retail sales. And this was a big one, because if you remember, last month, When we got the January retail sales numbers, everybody was relieved because it was a good number, right? They told us that retail sales were up 0.2%. And if you took away autos and gas, they were up 0.4%. This was a good number, right? I I remember the Atlanta Fed, this was one of the reasons that they jumped up their, their estimates, for GDP for the first quarter. they Now they have since notched it back. Now they're still looking for 1.9 now. They were looking for 2.4 a couple of weeks ago, but they're going to have to rapidly revise down that 1.9 because that 1.9 doesn't jive with the data. But we originally were told that retail sales were up 0.2 in uh, in January and X autos and X gas up 0.4. We got the revised numbers on, on Tuesday. Now they tell us, that sales didn't go up by 0.2. They went down by 0.4. In other words, sales actually fell by twice as much as they originally told us they rose. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a bigger miss in retail sales than that. And X autos it went from plus 0.4 to minus 0.1. So everything that they were celebrating uh, a month ago, it was all false right they, they 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 should have been crying when they were when when they were laughing right they, it was as, as, as good as they thought it was that's how bad it was and the numbers we got for this month okay you know they were looking for a drop of 0.1 for february and we got a drop of 0.1 but it's a drop from a drop of 0.4 not a drop from a rise of 0.2 the same thing on the x autos and gas they were looking for up 0.3 but it was up 0.3 on top of up 0.4 Instead, we got up 0.3 on top of minus 0.1. So the number was much, much worse uh, than expected. And it shows how weak the economy is in the first quarter of this year. And that was further validated by the rise in business inventories. Inventory-to-sale ratio now at 1.4. This is the highest it's been since 2008. It's never this high unless we're in a recession. So if Janet Yellen is right and consumers are so confident and they're just voting for Donald Trump because they like the way he combs his hair, right? Or Bernie Sanders, maybe they're voting for him because they think it's time we had a Jewish president, right? They're they're actually confident. Then why aren't they shopping? Why are retail sales falling if they're so confident? Why are goods piling up on the shelves? I mean, don't they don't Americans want that stuff? I mean, I'm sure they want it. But they just don't have the confidence to buy it. Or more importantly, they don't have the money to buy it. They don't have the jobs to give them the income to buy it. And maybe they don't have the confidence to go deeper into debt. Although maybe it's not confidence, it's stupidity. I think they're doing the right thing, right, by not going deeper into debt. But Janet Yellen thinks that they should because somehow she thinks that they're confident. But they're not. There is nothing to suggest that the american consumer is confident all of the information shows that he's not confident and the reality is as unconfident as americans are they they they're actually overconfident they should be less they have no idea how bad things are going to get they realize how bad they are but they have no idea how much worse they're going to get because that's what's coming now earlier today we also got news that our current account deficit was 125 billion for the fourth quarter now, the consensus was that it would be $115 billion, so it was $10 billion more uh, than the consensus, but it did drop. And here's the way all the headlines were. The headlines were that our current account deficit dropped from the third quarter. But the only reason it dropped is because it re- they revised it up. You see, the prior quarter was originally reported as minus $124.1 billion. So this $125.3 billion is higher than what we were originally told the deficit was for the third quarter. But because they revised it up to $129.9 billion, the number that we got, even though it was $10 billion more than they thought, the news, the headlines are still good news. The current account deficit shrank it it only shrank because we massively revised up what they told us it was uh in the third quarter. Now who knows how much higher they're going to revise this number by the time uh they get around to doing that. But the real story that nobody is talking about is the fact that the total deficit for the year thus far, I think it's going to end up being worse when they revise the fourth quarter was 484.1 billion. That is the highest current account deficit in seven years. And what's really going to skyrocket the current account deficit is when interest rates go up. You know That's one of the other reasons that the Fed doesn't want to raise rates, because that increases our bill. Because the world has a lot of U.S. government bonds and other U.S. debt. And if we raise interest rates, we're going to have to pay higher coupons on that debt, which is going to make the current account deficit, which is already the highest it's been, uh, since the Great Recession, or in, in, since 2008, it's the highest it's been since then. Now, seven-year high. So, if rates go up, what's going to happen to the current account deficit? It's going to go up even more. In fact, I believe that as bad as the current account deficit was uh, in 20 in 2015, I think it's going to be even worse in 2016. And this just reflects how weak our economy actually is. And that's not fiction. That's truth. <music> where journalists pursue real questions, not conspiracies. Make truthinmedia.com your default browser's homepage today and get breaking news and commentary that speaks the truth to power. It's also where you can tune into The Peter Schiff Show every week. Visit truthandmedia.com today. That's truthinmedia.com. Access the Truth and Media RS feed by visiting truthandmedia.com forward slash feed.